Hey, welcome to the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Cam Snow. And I am your co-host, Carla Snow. And once again, we have a special guest on the podcast. If you're watching the YouTube channel, you will have seen my son and his adorable whatever this onesie is. Yeah, like caterpillars or something. No, it's the sweet peas. Sweet peas. Anyway. Yeah. He's becoming a regular on the show. Yes. He doesn't really nap. So he's just kind of a wink <laughs> during the time we record this podcast. Yep. So on today's episode, we wanted to tackle something that is pretty important for entrepreneurs. And honestly, it's really important for people who want to get things done in the world, whether you are an entrepreneur or you're just launching a creative project or whatever it is. And that is the gap that exists between downloading information and actually taking action and why is it so hard to just take action and get things done and we're going to look at this specifically uh through the lens of why is it hard for entrepreneurs sometimes to take action but also how is it maybe an added layer if you grew up in the church or are christian where do those uh religious things come into play on a topic of like just doing things which seems like it can be kind of a broad topic um but there are specific experiences that we both had that i think could be helpful for you as you're navigating um how to take the right action in the right direction in your business and in your faith walk um mr man is making his presence known so i guess carla's navigating things with Shiloh at the moment. So I'll just share a little bit of my story around this. And I want to frame this within the idea of self-trust, which may be giving it away a little bit. But for me, what this looked like, this journey, um, I'm going to go back to when I started this business in 2019, Carla and I run my story economy, and it's a marketing, coaching, and consulting uh, brand. Um, and when I started that in 2019, I really, oh, Mr. Shiloh just burped. I really struggled to just get things done just in general at all. Yeah. Um, and that was, <clears throat> that was a, a huge factor in the business. It was also a huge factor in our relationship. Um, our marriage at that time was, very, very sticky as I was navigating through this very tumultuous time in my life. And it was very hard for me to take action. Um, I found myself overthinking a lot and staying in my head and considering the possibilities. And uh, it was really, really discouraging because I would have all these really cool ideas. But number one, I didn't actually think they were cool. That is more about the self-image stuff we've talked about in previous episodes and probably will in future episodes. Um, But even when I did have an idea that I'm like, oh, this is like a really solid idea. It was very hard to move it to the finish line. In fact, I, one of the first offer ideas I had for my business, um, December, 2019, I remember getting so excited about it. And it was a, a product to help people extract their stories, which is what I do now. I help people understand, extract their story, heal from it, and then move it into marketing that converts higher than anything else. And that idea, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I love this. This is what I'm meant to do. 
And yet I didn't actually take action on that concept for like another, like almost a year yeah. before I was actually able to move on it. Um, so I want to like allow some space for you to input um, since Shiloh's calmed down a little bit. Yeah. What is it that you saw within me during that season that was contributing to all of that inaction? Yeah, I actually, I'm going to come back to that question. So remind me, mm-hmm. but like on, for me, I actually approached um, this whole topic and to experience this whole topic in a completely different way mm-hmm. for like, with me growing up in a religious cult, if you will, um, and then coming out of that and basically deconstructing everything. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up not trusting the information I had. So for me, it wasn't that I had a ton of information. I just wasn't taking action, like specific action. It was more of, I didn't trust the action because I did not trust the information. Why didn't you trust the information? Um, a part of it was reinforced stories of um, like I in math, I would teachers would ask me to show my work, and they would look at it being like, "I don't know how you got the right answer because mm-hmm. your work is wrong." Hmm. Um, and it was always this like point of like, oh, hey, you like you learned how to do some of the steps in your head and just skip. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I was told that it was like wrong. That it wasn't yeah. right. I, I, I struggled to do things in school the way that they were taught. And I struggled with doing it the way I struggled to do things the way that people saw them and taught them to me. Yeah. My brain just like thought differently. And And so, and it worked. And then when it didn't work, it was like this reinforcing belief that I just, something was a little cuckoo in my brain. (laughs) Um, And just like reinforce this belief that the information I had was just, broken yeah well it's interesting you bring that up of like i was doing taking action but like people were telling me it was in the wrong way and you add that onto the religious environment that you were in yes which is like women be seen and not heard women be seen and not heard and a very right wrong culture yes very black and white no middle ground ground. you're either right or you are wrong and if and you don't want to be wrong because then you're ostracized and everything <laughs> Shiloh's so cute right now um and like I think if you grew up in any kind of religious environment then you've experienced that you've experienced yeah. like this is the right way and this is the wrong way and whatever you do you don't want to find yourself doing the wrong thing yeah um how do you think that that culture impacted you when it comes to this this gap of taking information and turning it into action. <laughs> um, I well, I think of like literally the conversation that me and you had last night, where I was like, "No, I need the like, I need to know like the topic that I'm going to speak on mm-hmm. when I do my marketing because like I don't want to give myself space to think." 
Yeah. And for the context, we were talking about Carla's um, growing her brand and actually launching a new brand. Uh, details to come. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Man, that was a funny joke. Huh? Um, and talking about like her content plan and what are the topics and what do I talk about? And I don't want to just go out and create more noise. Yeah. I want to speak and say something of substance and that's significant and that's going to add tremendous value to somebody's life um so that was the context of that discussion last night so yeah yeah and so um and then like you asked like if I wanted feedback and I was like no because if you are to read back the posts and the content I'm going to pick it apart because there is when I am just just allowing myself to unlock and just release my gift, yeah. it flows so beautifully. And then the second kind of the second thought that comes is the immediate like, oh, I forgot to talk about my offer. Mm. Oh, I forgot, you know, start to nitpick all of the things because mm. judging it. I'm judging it. Yeah. yeah. Because of a perceived lack of information well no 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 a perceived lack uh i mean a perceived uh i'm not gonna say this quite how i mean it but like almost like not a lack of information but false information mm. like i am filled with false information interesting okay yeah mm. so like rather than like a perceived lack it's like oh i'm afraid of it looks practically like I'm afraid of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Or my posts are going to hurt. They're not going to land. They're not going to help. They're not yeah. going to actually help. Um, that's kind of like some of the things that it presents itself as. Yeah. Um, oh, or it's like the, oh, I don't have any ideas. Yeah. Do you ever, um, do you ever think about or struggle with the idea of, this post or what I'm saying may not like represent God faithfully. Like my relationship with Jesus, like, like this idea of like, you're worried about um, I'm supposed to be a representative of Christ and like an ambassador. Does that ever cross no, your mind? Not at all. Cause I don't think I am. I don't think I'm an ambassador at all. I don't think I have any place to be an ambassador. I don't think at all what I actually think mm. is I fear judgment from religious people mm. because I've been and I've had these beliefs that people are like that's kind of in the gray area Carla like why yeah. are you making a black and white thing gray and I'm like because it doesn't mm. make it do I need to be worried about you yes yes do I need to be worried about you yeah yeah hmm Yes. And I've had in my past, in my, um, like in high school, I'm very outspoken. If you don't already figure that out with just my presence on social media, I am a very outspoken person and growing up, that was a thing that I, um, yeah, he's teething, he's right teething now. hardcore right now. Um, that was always a thing where like, um being a bad influence I literally had um a, a group of friends in high school where I was 
pen pals because you know that was a thing kind of dating myself there um <laughs> but like I was pen pals with a few friends and all of a sudden they stopped coming and then a couple years later I got an email someone had one of those friends had gotten an email gotten access to what my email was sent yep. me an email and was like hey sorry I didn't realize you were still writing to me because my parents took the letters and intercepted intercepted them. them yeah so like as a teenager I was literally like parents viewed me as dangerous because I was constantly asking why yeah I was constantly questioning everything that I believed and was taught and was taught yeah. and everyone thought I was trying to like be decide like divisive yeah but in reality I was just trying to like I just wanted to like know how yeah you just wanted to know why yeah I just wanted like, to actually know why. ask the question yeah and and that's I think a unique uh, ability of you of yours is that like seeing truth and you have a very high value for truth yeah which has been there since forever and actually that was one of the reasons that attracted me in the first place yeah. is um she did something that I call pulling a Martin Luther. I grew up in a Reformed church. <laughs> and so like, I grew up with the stories of the Reformation in the 1500s, like all my childhood. And so it was very much something of significance when she said that she went through the Bible and read the whole Bible cover to cover when she were, when you were like, what, eight years old, something like that. Eight, nine, and 10. Eight, nine, and 10. And then went to I mean, leadership. Like, I read it through each year yeah three times <laughs> and then went to the leadership of that church and was like hey you guys are teaching this but i found these verses that say this what's up with that and that wasn't like oh i didn't go to the leadership i like would ask my friends and stuff like that. oh okay well you started asking questions and word got around yes yeah yeah word got around and i was no longer a yeah and it was like person. you were not a safe person to be yeah. around <laughs> i think it's interesting that the the conversation has kind of gone in this direction where we're talking about like uh questioning and is it okay to question and how does questioning and doubt what relationship does that have to the actions that we take because we're talking about the information gap in implementation it's the biggest problem in entrepreneurship and especially in our industry we're in the coaching and consulting industry and uh, a huge chunk of the industry sells courses and you sell the course and course completion rates are at like industry-wide, like what, two to 4% or something like that, where people are not actually taking the information and then acting on it to get the result that they were promised in that course. And so it's a big problem in the industry, but it's interesting that as we're talking about this, where we have naturally ended up in the conversation is actually about the nature of doubt yeah, and how that doubt impacts you when you're ready to take a step or maybe not ready to take a step, but you need to take a step. <laughs> yeah. When I, when you say the word doubt, what I see is I see a house with an earthquake, but like a house that's alive, like trying to find stable foundation in the midst of an earthquake. Oh man. Like Monster House, that movie from like 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Ooh. So like 
that hits. Doubt isn't like this thing that we need to be scared of, of, oh my gosh, am I not a Christian if I'm doubting or, oh my gosh, like, um, it's everything I know, like yeah. I'm having doubts about my business. Like, am I in am the I wrong, what I'm supposed to be? Yeah. Doing? Am I supposed to be doing yeah. what I'm, yeah, exactly. Or am I in the right industry? Like yeah. there, doubt is a thing that we all feel across the board, whether you grew up religious or not, so totally. it's irrelevant. Yeah. And so for me, when I experience doubt, there's always an element of self-trust. Mm, here we are. Always. And there is also an element of you're just trying to find your footing again when there's been a very big cosmic shift. Huge. Whether like it's growth. Yeah, your whole world. Like I experienced it in dramatic ways when Evelyn came into our life. Yeah. Now again with Shiloh, I'm experiencing a massive earthquake. Yeah. Where things are crumbling. It feels like my life is crumbling down around me. Mm. And I feel like I, there are some deep, dark lows where it's like, is this the end? Mm. But rather than like Pompeii, where it's like the volcano, it's going to destroy everything. What it is, is it's an earthquake that has been sent to expose and unearth and uncover the gold, but also remove and or expose and uncover what is uncertain, what isn't steady, what isn't a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. Because if you think of a literal earthquake in a literal house, like... Not so much here in Tennessee. That's more of a California thing. But in Tennessee, think of tornadoes. Yeah. Um, Like you think of things that are tied down as sturdy. They're not going to go anywhere. Well, same thing when we're experiencing doubt. Using that as like, that's actually like doubt isn't something to be feared. It's not negative. It is opening up the opportunity for you to see where in yourself and in your life Mm -hmm. that you have a loose picture yeah it's almost like doubt is like a specific kind of energy Mm -hmm. like a disruptive force that comes in and just you know grabs onto the posts and shakes and be like is this sturdy yeah but that's actually what that oh imagery (laughs) Um, fiddle leaf figs, um, fiddle leaf plants, sorry, not figs, fiddle leaf plants, um, are notoriously difficult. Fiddle leaf. Fiddle leaf. Fiddle leaf. Okay. Sorry. That's my words. My first thought. I have dental, like, dental work done today, so, like, no, I thought I you don't... were referencing you know, like a children's oh. nursery tale called Fiddle Leaf Figs or something. No. And I was like, Fiddle. I'm about to get schooled. <laughs> There's a plant. We have a running joke about that. Yeah, yes. Anyway. Anyway. You don't have to know what the plant is. The point of the thing is it can be difficult to upkeep. Okay. And one of the things that you do is you shake the plant. You shake the trunk. Oh. You shake it. Okay. And you create stress. Mm. And what that stress does is it th- it makes the roots go deeper and the trunk stronger that's awesome and so like when you said that that is the imagery that immediately went in my brain of like doubt and all the things is Mm. shaking 
the tree. And when you dive deep into who you really are and you dive into like real authentic truth, Mm -hmm. that is when you are able to be nourished from the good soil Mm. and you are able to strengthen and your trunk or your own energy is expanded. Hmm. Man, there's so so many images that come up for me around that. Like the very first breakthrough experience I went to in 2019 before I started the business, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know how to manage my own energy. Yeah. And I remember somebody gave me the image to use of being like a tree with roots going down the ground. And <clears throat> it's kind of like a little meta moment around like the faith journey because this was somebody who was like spiritual and not religious telling me how to manage my energy which i thought was a religious thing i thought that energy was a spiritual thing and i thought that it was a spiritual thing that was not of god Mm. and i was like god how do i receive this and use this because like i feel like i'm being tossed all around there's so much energy in this room i'm just being like like, yeah flailed <clears throat> and God gave me the verse. I think it's in Proverbs. I mean, it's actually multiple places of um, the man who trusts in the Lord is like a tree planted by the waters that extends its roots into the stream. And just that metaphor of like life in Jesus being like a tree that has just strong roots that is being constantly nourished by an ever flowing stream of life. Um, it's just such a powerful image and a metaphor and just a, it's just an amazing example of God's grace of just like those, those little things that he gives you to get you through those moments of doubt. Cause that was a moment where I was experiencing doubt and it's like, is this okay? <laughs> is this okay for me to listen to what this person is saying? <clears throat> totally. Yeah. And then the, going into kind of circling back to the question of like originally with like business mm-hmm. and doubt in the business, doubt in actions around the business, or you might not even fully have gotten to that place. You might just like feel stuck. Like you're hitting a ceiling, you're hitting like what you thought was the floor. You keep, you feel like you keep hitting a ceiling mm-hmm. and it's presenting itself in marketing, mar- your marketing breaking, or you don't have marketing. Yeah. Just kind of like throw some stuff up because you know you're supposed to. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you know, you're supposed to have an email launch sequence, whatever that means. Um, you know, oh, sales pipeline, CRMs, right? All of these yeah. little buzzwords, if you yeah. will, which I mean, don't get me wrong like all those things are very helpful (laughs) and everything but and like it doubt within yourself can look in your business Mm. like in action can look in in your business as a decline yeah we're like wait this isn't like the 2020 pandemic what the heck is happening my company's tanking yeah when it should be recovering yeah revenues dropping revenues dropping clients aren't happy happy. i'm unhappy my faith is breaking um i don't feel out of alignment i feel out of alignment my marriage is breaking or my relationship 
yeah. is unstable or um, heck I yeah. experienced the, oh my gosh, I don't even know myself. Like my word for this year is me. Yeah. And the second word is discovery, whatever that means. And I'm, I'm really excited to dive in continuously, yeah. but <laughs> it's just like one of those things where we are incredibly smart and we're in the day and age. We're in an information age. Like for sure. We have information at our fingertips. We just got to have a very solid degree in Google. Yeah. You know, or AI as or AI as, as chat GPT. Yeah, yeah. All of those incredible tools. And so now that it's no longer an information thing, now we need to know how to access the right information yeah at the right time there's too much information now yeah there has been for a while like we've we've been out of the information economy for a solid decade or more yeah there's definitely an information bubble for sure that's gonna pop and now the implementation economy yeah implementation so like understanding yourself because so like you might be thinking like okay i'm not religious or maybe you are and you're like how the heck does this apply to business well personal problems are business problems that's a whole other conversation Mm. but and when you're experiencing this when you have all of the information and there's a disconnect within yourself, when you're disconnected from yourself, there is a level, there's like almost like a kink in the hose where you have, you struggle to access the right information at the right time in order to execute. Yeah. And then as I'm saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so big and hard and difficult. And what is the actual difficult part? is inertia which is Mm. like newton's law yeah right like what an object in motion stays in motion an object at rest stays at rest yeah so it's like that uh, like first initial thing getting it out of the resting state Yeah. yeah so whether you're on youtube or listening on the podcast my hope and i can only speak for myself but i'm sure cam will great like My hope is I don't want this podcast and this channel, the show to just be regurgitating of truth. Although that is so important to be a voice of truth Mm. in a sea of lies, in a economy, a coaching me too movement. Like it's so important. I want it to go above and beyond where you feel rather than condemnation, you feel love and a conviction and a clarity of purpose and mission Yeah. in order to act. Yeah. That translates directly into your actions. Yeah. And there's so, there's so many things that I want to add to what you just said. Like, I think it's so valuable uh, what you just did to be able to help people identify like, Hey, where is like that self doubt and that lack of self trust? How do you know that that's a thing? Well, here's how it might show up in your business. And you kind of like briefly mentioned this, but I wanted to touch on it because this is definitely what it looked like for me is you're buying solutions all the time. You're buying the program. I went from a porn addiction to a program addiction. 
And I was just buying programs and programs and programs and courses to try and like fix an issue that was actually a deep self-trust issue. I did not trust myself to take the actions that I needed to take because I didn't trust the vision that I had because I didn't think I had. There's so many levels to the self-trust thing that impacts my ability to just take action. It sounds so simple. You know, it's the logo or the slogan for Nike, just do it, right? But that misses so much of how. How is that possible to just do it when it's like, well, what do I do? And what direction do I go? And is this pleasing to God? And if I do this, who am I going to be? It's actually, it can become a big and overwhelming question. And there's a tension. There's a tension between just do it, get the thing done. Done is better than perfect. And giving yourself the time and space to explore when those things are leading to a deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. Because those both are really important to have. Yeah. And also don't forget the other part of it too on the like religious institutional side is like also like aren't we supposed to be poor? Oh man. Like aren't we supposed to like exalt God not ourselves? Like how are we supposed to be Christians with personal brands? Yeah. I'm hinting at some like future episodes. Totally. And like because that we could oh, we've got a series come in. Yeah. In fact, this zinger is coming through. Maybe it's the the, the episode title of this episode of what's coming up. But it's like, if your view of God requires you to be small so that he can be great, then your view of God is too small. Then you have a, you have a tiny God. If he requires a little G you, God. you have a little G God. Like that there, and there's a difference between that and like, just making yourself small, there's a difference between that humility. And we'll dive into that in a future episode, but um, that's just to crack open <laughs> the door. So leave that that bad boy open. Um, but the last thing I wanted to add is when it comes to taking action, and it's certainly true of my story, is that there was a season where I just found it very difficult to take action. When I did take action, it felt very heavy and energetically expensive. Mm-hmm. And we had a six-figure year, our first year in business. And so those two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. And wildly successful. While taking action, that feels hard. Yeah. Um, And then in 2020, I started working on like my productivity systems. And so there's sometimes, I call it the invisible problem of entrepreneurship. It's not specific to Christian entrepreneurs per se, because we've been talking about the mindset and belief side of things. But I call it the invisible problem of entrepreneurship, which is like, there's very little information on how to take your ideas and put them into a regimented, simple system that then gets on your calendar and gets done. And I was experiencing so much overwhelm because I didn't have just a system for how I used my calendar, for how I managed my tasks, for how I managed my information and my resources. And I implemented those things, had a huge boost of momentum. And then fizzled out again because now I was up against my beliefs again. Yeah. It wasn't this band-aid solution of just rewiring how I did certain things. Yeah. And like for me with um, self-diagnosed with ADHD, though I realized it might not be self-diagnosed because I had a doctor ask me to get tested, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) Um, For me, I can't survive without having that kind of system. Yeah. And so for me, it was like analysis paralysis, where if I didn't have that system, 
then I didn't feel comfortable going out and taking action. Because like for you, like implementation is within systems, calming your, your brain, soothing your brain, kind of like a cold beverage after, you know, like when you're, you were a kid and you're swimming and Mm -hmm. you got out of the pool to eat lunch and you had that glass of lemonade. (laughs) Best feeling ever. Seriously. That is something that you needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then on my side, how it looks like, cause you might not, uh, you might not identify with what Cam just mentioned. Cause for me, I had a different experience where I couldn't, I did not feel comfortable moving without having all of that in place. And so for me, but I'm a very creative person. Yeah. And so for me, it was letting go. Yeah. And with my past, letting go meant giving up my power. That's what you thought it meant. That's what I thought it meant. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Should clarify. I thought it meant giving up my power. But uh practically speaking, it also is like there, yes, there's the mindset and the productivity piece as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a sense of community. And this is like the other side of things, is it's not enough it's not you don't just have to go on this journey alone because mm-hmm. you might be thinking okay i have the information i can take action i have the power within me da, 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 like great and you can also move forward so much quicker when you are within a community mm. and so we do have a free one which is in the description box because I yes. can never remember the freaking link no yes. matter how many times we record. <laughs> I never remember. It's the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Money, Marketing, and Your Message on Facebook. And it's bit.ly slash Recovering Entrepreneur Group. Yes. To get in there. Um. So that is a free community. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the living room? Yeah. Yeah. And on that, speaking of free communities... Um, by the time this podcast is published, um, this might be a thing. We haven't really set a date for it yet, so I'll just leave this in the unambiguous future. We're launching something called the living room within that group. You have to be in that group in order to uh, get access to this. Um, and you can only get into the group if you are an entrepreneur who comes from a religious background or are currently uh, um, religious in some nature. Um, mainly the entrepreneur piece, yeah. to be honest. Um, and the living room is a free uh, mastermind kind of thing that we're going to be running. And we call it the living room after our own living room where we would we help, we have friends over and we talk about faith and Jesus and business. And it's just these kind of after dinner casual conversations where there is space to be witnessed and seen in processing through grief or trauma or faith deconstruction or whatever that looks like. And also just like brainstorm and get excited about like the things that God is doing within your offers and in your marketing and in your sales and those cool things. And so kind of like think laid back theology lounge combined with business mastermind and 
that's kind of the vibe we're going for. And it's a way for us to interact and, and serve our people. And let me preface, this is not a Bible study. Not a Bible study, nor is it solely a business mastermind. Exactly. This is not a strategy fest. Yes. Yeah. This is a time of getting together what is actually on your plate right now. Mm-hmm. Let's build up each other up in in taking action. Yeah. We have the information now. Let's take action. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Cam Carla, I'm not an entrepreneur. I have no desire. Or you do have a desire, but you don't fall in the category that Cam just said. Yeah. Cam teased it at the beginning of this episode, but like I am stepping more out with my own personal brand because I have a heart for speaking to teenagers Mm -hmm. and speaking to parents of teenagers, but really to actually be able to express what is actually important to them, to be able to communicate in a way that shows them love and understanding and also healing the wound, helping you heal the wounds from when you were a teenager. Yeah. And so <laughs> very volatile, very volatile time. Like, oh my most gosh. Most of my trauma. Speaking my of a massive earthquake, yeah. it's a freaking tsunami. Yeah. Like whew, whew. teenagers, <laughs> teen time. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway. So if that is you, then go over to my Instagram. I'm more of Instagram than Facebook. Yep. That and... is down below, but she's Carla Fina. Yes. On Instagram. On Instagram. And if I get enough interest, um, I've actually thought about opening up a non-business related living room where it is a gathering within this realm of self-trust and love. What the heck does self-care even mean? Or I'm doing self-care and checking the boxes Mm. or just taking action in life or really you're just freaking lonely. Yeah. And it's, like, and you find yourself in a desolate place. And when someone asks like, wait, why didn't you reach out to me? And you're like, cause I don't even have the words to describe the feeling yeah. that I'm feeling right now. It's so exhausting to just communicate that. Or the energy to type the words. Yeah. The energy to type the words or have a phone call. I just like stuck in the couch. Yeah. Like if that is you, I would, I am being 100% honest here. <laughs> If I might do it anyway, but if I get enough interest, I will open up a free version for that side as well. Um, And there's a lot of really exciting things coming with just a lot of things that are happening and a lot of things are happening with you. Um, Yeah. So like, I guess to wrap this episode, like we've got the Facebook group, the living room, Carla's launching this really crazy, exciting thing for teenagers and parents of teenagers. Um, and that is evolving, but right now you can go to Carla's Instagram, instagram.com slash Carlathena, or just search it on your mobile. And she does a get ready with Carla daily live stream, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, you can like get ready in the mornings with her. Yeah. Get Um, ready in the mornings with me. You can either message on 7.30 AM central time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're in the yeah, it might very early. And so I was a little off schedule today. But yeah, typically around 7 30 central, 7 30 a.m. central, I mean. And uh yeah, if you want to be anonymous, you can just 
let me know through a private message if there's something that you would like me to talk on. And it's basically an open conversation as if we are two girls getting ready together in the mirror and the, the deep, but also lighthearted, incredible moments that you have when you are in the bathroom of like a random bar and like the girls in the bathroom there are like your best friends for that moment, (laughs) but a lasting deep connection or just pop in and pop out whatever you feel is what you need. So that is like my heart for the get ready with me is to have a space within on my Instagram. So it's not on Facebook. It's a specifically just Instagram um, that I do every morning. Yep. That would break it down. So thanks for uh, tuning into this episode. Um, And if you have suggestions for uh, episode topics, then let us know on our socials or in the Facebook group. We'd love to tackle um, issues that are relevant for you as a recovering Christian entrepreneur navigating through and disentangling the religious and uh, works-based aspects of your faith that maybe you came up with and how to find authentic relationship with Jesus. And and again, an authentic relationship with yourself and your business as well. And again, that is also invitation is also open if you are not Christian or did not grow up in the church, but are in some other religious environment. So enough disclaimers, Um, (laughs) you know where to find us. Comment in the video below as well if there's things that came up for you. And I think that's our cue because my son just, our son just woke up. All right. We love you all. Talk to you soon.